Harrison Ford is awesome, and so are you. Welcome, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. It is 12-12, December 12th. We are vastly, fastly approaching the end of the year, and we decided to bring some friends along. So uh, James and Lacey with me, as always, and our guests... Hello are writers and comedians, podcast hosts, and movie trivia fan favorites, if I may say so myself. It's the movie guys, Adam Witt and Paul Preston. Welcome, fellas. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. Thank you for letting us spread the gospel of Harrison Ford and Han Solo. And uh, this seems like a, a good place to do that. Yes, it's good to be here uh, to talk to you guys who, you know, you sound like a serial killer. John James Lacey. It just sounds like a guy. In- <laughs> That's awesome. Can we option two seasons on Netflix and just make some money off this thing? You would absolutely. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, we're not talking about uh, a serial killer, but we are going to talk about uh, a a craftsman, a pilot, more known as an actor. Uh, he is. Uh, Mostly to our audience, known near and dear as Han Solo. Of course, Indiana Jones. We could sprinkle some of that in today as well. Um, but we are going to dedicate this episode all about Harrison Ford and his legacy and history in Star Wars. In front of the camera, behind the camera, all that sort of stuff. And uh, we know you guys have been doing this podcast you've uh, delightfully called <laughs> the Ford Fiesta, uh, which I love. Um, so why don't you guys just let us know what that's all about and where the people can find that? Because I know you guys, uh, have been doing a lot of cool podcasts on these Harrison Ford movies, especially the star Wars and uh, Indiana Jones run. Well, which is what's very exciting right now. We, we just got to return of the Jedi is what we released, uh, uh, very recently. And the Ford Fiesta is a podcast for Paul Preston and myself who met through a mutual love of Harrison Ford. Rewatch every single Harrison Ford movie, starting with his first acclaimed role of, bellhop in james coburn (laughs) crime farce dead heat on a merry-go-round all the way to his return to one of cinema's most famous characters in movie history with indiana jones and the dial of destiny and so we give a a humorous now you have a promo for that huh now you have a title for dial of destiny that's nice Mm -hmm. yeah well we thought we our show would end with call of the wild so since we started (laughs) we started started, this came out so that's cool kind of pushed our show back we have a little more time now to to do every movie One movie per episode until a new movie mm-hmm. comes out. So. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And um, is that on the Movie Guys podcast feed? Yes. Yep. You can catch, you can go search the Ford Fiesta literally in any audio thing. I've set it up at Spotify, mm-hmm. Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple cool. Podcasts, you name it everywhere. So search the Ford Fiesta or go to themovieguys.net. You can find that and more. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So we're going to sort of warm up the engines here a bit. Before we get into our main discussion, and just for our uh, viewers, we do have a Patreon pod race uh, coming up, which is also going to be about Harrison Ford's Han Solo. So uh, we call that we call that uh, theming an episode. But uh, to to warm up the engines here, You're we're going to go around the room and go give our number one. I know it's difficult to do our number one absolute favorite Harrison Ford Star Wars moment. Now this could be a scene or a line in star wars but it could also be behind the scenes something you know a, a legend we heard uh a, a, something he did in an interview like really anything that has to do with harrison ford and star wars other than that those are the only requirements so all, all bets are off so um we're gonna start with our guests here and i'm gonna start with uh adam adam what uh what is your single favorite harrison ford star wars moment well you know when i was 
posed this question, I had immediate thoughts of scenes that are my favorite, but then Paul clarified to me that it could be an off-screen moment. So this is a good opportunity to tell one of my favorite stories that a lot of people don't know about, which is that between uh, Empire Strikes Back or uh, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, there was an 800 number that you could call, and each month they would change the message to tell you, and it would be Anthony Daniels one month, and then it would be Mark Hamill the next month, and it would be, uh, uh, you know, uh, and then it would be Harrison Ford as well. And I've told people about this for years because my parents would let me call once a month to hear this special message done by the actors about this upcoming thing called The Empire Strikes Back. Well, I found these recently and people have posted the outtakes of them as well, <laughs> except oh, for no. the one wow. of Harrison Ford, which means Harrison Ford only did one take. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> so, you know, uh, we met up with Ben Kenobi and we were having a, a pretty good thing. And now I'm on the run. And I and then he says, and this is the greatest thing, because people always make fun of the titular line in a movie, you know, uh, no, no, you know, like the, ah, uh, I can't wait till they stop these star Wars. You know, that line's never said yeah, yeah. in the actual movie, yeah. but he says in the thing, he goes, I guess we'll find out when the empire strikes back. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. That's maybe my favorite thing. <laughs> That's awesome. And he now, hopefully no one picked this, but he was also unbeknownst to me until a year or two ago, the voice of the trailer for empire, right? What? Yeah. yeah. No, Is it? That's so funny. Because well. I can't think of a person that doesn't want to do it more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. The second takes. <laughs> um, all right, Paul. Uh, what is your favorite Harrison Ford Star Wars moment? Well, I think I got a few years on you guys. So I actually saw Star Wars in the theater when I was a wee pup. My dad took me to see it, and it certainly was a more monumental experience than anything else I was seeing at the time, which probably included like. You know, the uh, Fox you know, Lady and the Tramp back in theaters, you know, that kind of stuff. And suddenly, Star Wars, I mean, the big ship flies over my head at the beginning. I'm going nuts. I think Harrison, I think Ha Solo, I should say specifically, is the coolest guy in the world. He's awesome. And then he says goodbye at the end. And I'm like, oh, he's gone. All right. Well, hey, what a great guy, right? So, the single greatest moment oh. is when he comes back at the end and he knocks Darth Vader into the cosmos with the Millennium Falcon, allowing oh, him yeah. to blow up the Death Star. That's the mm. comeback. The turn, you know, without a monologue, without any sort of, oh, you know, you're turning me around, kid. He just comes in, blows Darth Vader away, <laughs> and they celebrate. It's the best. So that's my that's, that's, that's my number one moment with a Yahoo. And, yeah, he named a search Yahoo! engine, yeah. <laughs> which they use named a search engine and everything. They use that Yahoo in like every promo. Oh yeah, and it's such a used gift too. It's an easy to use gift when you're happy about Star Wars too. Like, without mm -hmm. a doubt. Well, the, the movie just mints iconic moments, and so does Raiders. It's just insane. And he's a big yeah. part of that, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, all right, Lacey, you're up. What do you got? Um, This was really difficult because it was, you know, which stage of Han Harrison Ford do I want to go with? I decided to go with, I always fall into this sequence, uh, Jabba's Palace. When he gets his, he comes out of the Carbonite and he's, like, re-engaging with Chewie, but specifically... My favorite Han moment is when he's on the skiff, the sand skiff with uh, Luke, and Luke's like, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm taking care of this. Don't worry." He's like, "Oh, great! <laughs> like, oh, wonderful! <laughs> he can't gonna die here, you know? Like that, kind of, like that is perfect, Harrison Ford perfect. Han Solo, because in those moments where he's being like so dry and so sarcastic, I feel like that's not Han Solo. That's literally just Harrison Ford being like, "Great, this movie's going that's swell," you know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. 
Um, James, how about you, buddy? Man, it is tough. There's too many, too many. Um, I think probably the one that I will go with. Like, here's the thing. Like when you, when you ask me this question, there's the initial like, Oh, this scene. And I think I'm probably just going to have to go with that. And that is Han flying through the, uh, asteroid field in Empire Strikes oh, Back. Yeah. The music is I just so think, good in that scene. Oh. Every time someone brings it up, I just think of the music. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I actually think in, in some ways we're obviously like a solo and wearing the shirt, like we're a solo thing. So I I do also think about his asteroid field Kessel run sort of scene in solo. But I think like and I think beat for beat one, that might even be better. But the problem with that is that it's not what I think of when I think of just initially like Han Solo. I think of Han Solo being like that, you know, that wasn't a blaster. And like, he goes up there and he just like completely owns it. Never tell me the odds, all the, the whole thing. And he's just in around about, and then he goes into the crater and everything. And it's just, it's so uncapable of anybody else in the galaxy. It just feels like nobody else would be able to escape the empire. Like he could, you know, that's just yeah. how it feels in that moment. On the seat of so, his pants, too, always. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and you have to you can't you can't look away. Like he's a hundred percent on. That is a hundred percent Han Solo. Because yeah. he has to, the odds are too high that they're gonna get hit by an asteroid. He has to be a hundred percent focused. Yeah. <laughs> and also I like him going around the guts of the Falcon trying to fix it while they're on the fly, too. Because it begins <laughs> yeah. with pursuit from the Empire. And that's that's another reason it's so Han Solo is he's always on the run. Now it's just from the Empire. But he's used to this life. And yeah, it, it's extreme it is might be the most Han Solo thing that ever happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just a few minutes before that is when he sticks his head up like he's Doc Brown and he's got <laughs> the goggles on. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um Mine is from A New Hope, and it's not when he kills Greedo. It's immediately after. And Greedo's still cooking. His head is still smoking. (laughs) And Hans just doesn't run out of there. He slowly gets up as though he just finished his meal and looks to Wurr, the bartender, and flips him a credit and says, sorry about the mess. And then proceeds to slowly walk up the stairs as though letting people know, I don't care that you know I just killed this person. I Mm -hmm. want you to know I just killed this person. And then, of course, like, years later for Force Awakens, uh, Steve Wontraub from Collider was like, did you shoot first or did Greedo shoot first? Then he's like, "Uh, I don't care. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I honestly, John, I thought when you brought up the whole kind of part at the beginning of this saying, like, it could be anything Harrison Ford related to Han Solo. I thought you were going to bring up the Lego thing that you always bring yes. up where he like hands him the Lego thing yes. and he like throws it over. On like, Conan? Yeah. I, oh, I considered yeah. that and I wasn't going to take it from John because I knew that was going to be his pick and it was that His reaction after that, when I think he drops an S-bomb and he clearly like purposely does it and he's like, <laughs> that is that is good i mean we could i mean there's he's that's one of those lists where i just thought 5, that that's 000. what you were when you did this whole spiel at the it beginning came, being like yeah. oh i'm gonna you know it could be anything and i'm could like oh he's anything. gonna bring up the lego thing yeah, yeah. it came yeah, to my mind for sure but i was like man that that just that swagger in a new hope when he flips in the credit and it's just like the most uh 
Western thing possible. In the, after in Star Wars after the band stuff. pauses for the for the gunfight, and then <laughs> True. the band starts up again, just like in a Western. Yeah. <laughs> Second <laughs> verse, same as the cowboy. first. Right. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right. So now that we're warmed up, now that we're already <laughs> laughing, having a good time, uh, Lacey, why don't we hear um, what one of our patrons picked as a moment right. they would showcase to somebody in our next segment? All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, follow us, please, on all our channels on Twitter at TRB Podcasts, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast, um, or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of those audio platforms. When you leave us a review, it really helps us out to get found as well as lets us know how we're doing. So please do that. Um, but if you want more than that and you want to be a part of the community and what we're doing here and what we're building, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at just $5 a month, you get a to be a part of the resistance and what we're doing here. You're supporting us up until the end of this year, which isn't that long from now. Um, and then also into next year with all the Star Wars content that's coming. Mando fan shows coming back. James is going to be doing the Bad Batch reaction, Bad Batch reaction show. It is a mouthful, but he's going to be doing it um, as well as other content. Um, yeah, we're super pumped and we hope you would join us there. But this is the part of the show that we let those top tiers be part of it. Um, we have our generals and spice runners, so I'm going to go ahead and thank those people first. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, and Aaron Ellington. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. And to our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. This week, we have Michael, a.k.a. Darth Hurricane, up. And his question, which, by the way, this is where we ask them a question. They give us their answer. Uh, his question, of course, is Harrison Ford-themed. Harrison Ford has been in five Star Wars movies. If you had to show someone who had uh, never seen Star Wars one scene to show them how awesome Harrison Ford is, which I'm sure you wouldn't have to because everybody loves Harrison Ford, um, which scene would you show them and why? Go ahead, Michael. Take it away. Hey, TRB, it's Darth Hurricane here. Just trying to keep up with Frank and his pod race. Uh, if I had to pick one scene to show somebody how awesome Han Solo is, it's a very difficult thing. I'm more nervous about answering this question than I was getting married a couple weeks ago. Um, but if I had to pick one scene, I would probably have to lean towards probably the detention block scene in A New Hope. Um, you seem like you get a little bit of everything, the action of Han Solo, the humor of Han Solo. Um, it's just sort of who Han Solo is, fly by the seat of his pants, get in and out of a scene, um, and just show how amazing a character he is and why we need to make Solo 2 happen. Thanks, guys. Awesome job, Michael. Congratulations on your wedding. Yeah. What yeah. amazing that news. news. Drop. Yeah, yeah, to share on the show. Um, I'm just gonna. I knew he could do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna say right off the top. I love how you were creative with the little crawl. I love that you call back to Frank's. I love that we're having inside jokes with our patrons now, like callbacks to other people's pod races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one just, up each other. Yeah, yeah. It's just really highlighting what the community is all about, and we um, love that you're a part of it. So I'm gonna start with John. John, what'd you think? Uh, 
great answer. Um, but yeah, congrats by the way on on the wedding. That's amazing. That's a and it's like so subtly dropped in there. So that's very cool, man. So uh, I gonna... remember when I got married. Yeah, <laughs> it was five years. Was like, five years for like me. Years, I've yeah. outlasted most of Hollywood, so I'm proud of myself. But um, yeah, Michael, the, the detention center is a great call because you're right. It it encompasses every aspect of Han as a character, um, and I think it's. Uh, such a fun scene but also really impactful because it's the first time han meets leia you know that's a huge deal and his first line to her is like maybe you'd like it better in your cell your highness you know like it's not something like <laughs> romantic it's like <laughs> i don't like, like you are you, you know, you know so, or something yeah it's like one of the big, original enemies to lovers honestly yeah big furry oaf and all that so, yeah, the whole see that whole <laughs> scene is really big time star wars right in the pocket and uh maybe one of the uh most action-packed standouts from a new hope so uh, i think that's a great call a great pick and if some i would feel good knowing you were showing that to somebody so when i think of it that way i'm like that's a good pick james yeah i mean absolutely i mean i don't know how round robin we're going with everybody having to say something but yeah it's obviously a great pick for all the same reasons that john said um it is one of the moments that i also considered in my quest for finding the right one but a little tip off. I knew you had sent us that, so I uh, held off on it, but it is a good one for sure. Thank you for sending it in, and thanks for being a patron. Awesome. Before we head out of there or here, do you guys want to add anything? Paul, Adam? Uh, the only problem with his choice is I don't see how you stop there. You're not going <laughs> to keep watching the tra the compactor scene. <laughs> right. I mean, and then you're not going to watch him chase the stormtroopers down the hall. <laughs> and then, you know, it, so yeah, that's a great choice. And because it does encompass a lot, but it keeps going and you can take in a lot more. And I just don't know. I would tell the person, I'm going to show you a scene, but just put aside a half hour. <laughs> One of my favorite Han Solo lines is definitely like, we're all fine here. Thank you. Uh, how are you? Like one of the best <laughs> delivered lines. It's so funny. This is coming up because I take a, a nightly hike at sunset and just I, that line came to mind and I started laughing like just to myself. I've seen Star Wars a hundred times, right? This line, mm -hmm. this joke, these lines, this should be, but Paul and I are like slowly more and more falling super in love with Harrison Ford. Like we started <laughs> way up here and now just like he just absolutely can do no wrong, which is generally true anyway, but at double that for Paul and I. And so I watched this clip on my phone while I'm like hiking last night and I'm laughing to myself out loud at a clip from 1977. That I totally. Yeah. That that's a priceless one. Yeah. And it's the wince. It's the wince. He's, how are you? And he goes, Oh, it's like, Oh, I shouldn't have. I've yeah. just right. holding up and he yeah, shoots. That was rough. Anyway. Yeah. It's <laughs> like when you leave a voicemail and you're super awkward. I do it. I did it like literally yeah. yesterday and you're just totally. like, okay, well, yeah. Bye-bye. So, friend. okay. <laughs> like, so that was a message. Okay, bye. <laughs> the more you talk, the worse it gets, but you can't stop talking to correct it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. John and James have a couple of those voicemails for me where I'm like, okay, well, pal, see you. Oh, I was friend. I was gonna say in in general because I, I back <laughs> like I think it was like second grade or something. I left a, a message on a girl's machine and I was like, that didn't go well. So I called her again, left a second message. I was like, forget Swingers. the first one. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that one didn't go well either. So I did it a third time. And I remember going into school the next day and I was like, did you get my messages? And she was like, she was yeah, like, I got all, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. It didn't, Man. it didn't dawn on me till that moment that she would actually listen to like all three and not just like listen to the third one that says disregard the other two. I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, she, she, took Paul, the... she, she took Paul's advice and listened to the first one and kept listening. Yeah, yeah. away from Star Wars though, just voicemail moments in general. The best voicemail moment was the other day I was watching The Office and it's when Michael breaks up with Jan and then she shows up and she goes, oh, I have a voicemail from you and she's listening to it and he's just (laughs) like, yeah, I don't want to see you ever. And she's just like, (laughs) and he's like, so do you want to get Chinese or, and she's (laughs) just like, and she just leaves. It's so perfect. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Or not guys, but Everyone here, guys, Everyone. thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Michael. Really appreciate it. And now we're going to head to John for the discussion. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right. Um, no surprises here at this point. Uh, Harrison Ford's Star Wars history and legacy. So let's talk about that. Um, we can uh, mainly discuss anecdotes and the history of Ford with the franchise, with some indie sprinkled in, of course. Um, so... Um, why don't we start with you boys, uh, the movie guys, Ford Fiesta guys. Um, what did you, let's start this way. Cause you're both so well-versed, uh, you know, Paul, you saw star Wars in theaters, Adam, you, uh, are a historian. You like those little factoids about things like that. And, uh, I'm sure you both, uh, share that, uh, in a combo duo package on the movie guys, but <laughs> what are some things you may have learned in this uh, new things that you learned about Harrison Ford that maybe people haven't heard or that are interesting that maybe even inform his performances and stuff like that. And we can start maybe with, uh, you know, uh, the original trilogy. I'll go first on that and say, I, because Harrison Ford was in American graffiti, then the conversation. And then stores and then apocalypse now, and then Empire strikes back. He was always circling around Lucas and, Coppola. And I think you always know that Lucas Coppola, De Palma, Spielberg, and Milius were all this sort of group of people who all worked with each other. I coined the phrase genius incest when I when we were doing this show because these guys were always worked with what you don't know who was working with who next, and they were all brilliant. And I didn't re- but I, what I didn't realize when we started researching all these movies was that it was Lucas and Coppola versus everybody. <laughs> Nobody believed in these guys. And you know, if Coppola didn't produce American graffiti. It doesn't get done. We don't get introduced to, to Harrison Ford, you know, and then it, uh, Coppola goes off, wins an Oscar for the Godfather. Then Lucas needs finishing funds for star Wars. Coppola comes in, helps him out. Coppola can't get apocalypse. Now done. Lucas comes in, helps him out. And through all those movies, of course, who, who do we get more of Harrison Ford until finally Lucas puts him in uh, Indiana Jones. And that's when we really get the first leading role that took off. I mean, he, Tried with Hanover Street and the other films. We cover everything in the Ford Fiesta, even the stuff <laughs> you've never heard of. And that's one of the reasons we actually are doing it, because there are plenty of movies he was in that we haven't seen. So we said, let's be completists and see everything. That's and cool. then while we're seeing everything, we can introduce these movies also to people who tune in. But uh, yeah, so watching that path from American Graffiti on up to the first real leading man role in Raiders. And then it was no looking back after that, uh, just to see the, the fight. Everybody was against all their ideas. American graffiti, not going to work star Wars. Now, how could you possibly uh, forget with apocalypse? Now you're spending too much. It's too crazy. You know, and all these movies of course are lauded masterpieces. So if you ever want inspiration, just go check out, I mean, check out our shows. Cause we go in depth on all that stuff, but Lucas and Coppola, man, they, they just, were <clears throat> Adam's always called Lucas a rock star. He's totally right. Total rock star. Total punk. Yeah. yeah. And didn't I? I believe I read this. 
and so which means it has to be true. Um, but I think Lucas, uh, George Lucas directed the newspaper montage in The Godfather, or that was his idea. This is true. That's true. That and that's crazy to even think about. <laughs> I, I didn't know that until a year ago, and I've always loved The Godfather. And now I can say George Lucas had a little stamp on it. Or that uh, Apocalypse Now was for George Lucas to direct the entire time it was being developed until George went and did his own stuff. That's you know that, that was going to be a George Lucas movie. And the yeah. format of a more American graffiti is partially from his vision, which it was to go with documentary cameras into Vietnam and shoot the story in Vietnam. You know, uh, they do that in more American graffiti, which has I mean, talk about a punk. That that is a movie that takes place in three different years on three different New Year's for three different characters uh, from American Graffiti. It has radical stuff going on in three different formats, you know. Jeez. So when when it comes to <clears throat> A New Hope, we all know the stories about how he wasn't really supposed to be considered, and he was just sitting there doing a favor and reading lines with the actors and stuff like that. Um, Lacey, I'll, yeah. I'll go. Him and I'll William Cat. <laughs> yeah yeah so so Lacey, uh i want to you know ask you about this like you know like i've talked about like oh i'd love to i would have if i had to pick anyone else to have played han solo like kurt russell i think would have been cool as, yeah as you said yeah um what what do you think about that that whole situation like what do, like how different would star wars be because we know it was a big success and you know he was a big part of that movie do you think it would have reach the stratospheres without him in that performance? Do you think a Kurt Russell or somebody else could have stepped in those boots and done the same thing? Do you think Harrison Ford was a big aspect as to why we got sequels and we got more? I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know a lot about Kurt Russell at all. So I couldn't oh, I mean, tell you if oh, I mean, he just, good or not. I, I mean, Harrison Ford, if it wasn't him, if it was anybody else. like I mean, I'd like to think that George Lucas had a vision and, you know, Marsha Lucas had a vision when editing it that it would have been successful no matter who it was. But I think Harrison Ford just adds to that. Like I said earlier, I think with Harrison Ford in particular, his lines and the way he carries himself as that character, I just feel like it's Harrison Ford being himself. Like, I feel like that is him giving a piece of himself to that role, which they say most actors do. But I don't know. I don't read into his role of who he is kind of like Nick Offerman with Ron Swanson. Like he just embodies that character so well that you think that's Nick Offerman uh, <laughs> that I just feel like Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Whereas mm -hmm. Luke Skywalker. Yes, I love Luke Skywalker, but I know Mark Hamill. Like I know what he's like. I know how he acts outside of Luke. He's not Luke in the sense of personality wise. Um, same with Carrie Fisher, I'd say, but at the same time, Harrison just, he just kind of bleeds Han Solo. Like he's just got this swagger about him. This kind of like, I don't it's like care they just what anybody found thinks. Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what anybody thinks attitude. Um, I love the fact that he was like a carpenter at the time that he got cast in this role. Like he was just like, Oh, I'm just being a carpenter over here building stuff. And they were like, Hey, will you do this? Will you read these lines? And then he ends up becoming like one of the top movie stars of our time uh that just proves like don't give up keep trying because eventually it's gonna hopefully work out mm -hmm. who knew there were five movies before american graffiti that harrison ford was in another <laughs> right. reason that we wanted to do this so yeah. we, we, we watched dead heat on a merry-go-round we watched <laughs> love we watched a time for killing journey to shiloh and getting straight what are these <laughs> we found out and it was because he was kind of a a 
studio player, you know, when they just get them under contract and they put them in stuff, be in this Western, be in this hippie movie, be in this comedy. And so, uh, yeah, so watching now Star Wars, after watching all of those, it's a different star. It's a different way to watch Harrison Ford. Yeah. Knowing yeah. that, oh, look at look at the journey of all these little things. And now you got this moment, pal. What are you going to do with it? And he just could have could have overacted, could have overdone it, but somehow maintained that cool. So I think other people may have jumped into the spotlight too quick but staying laconic i mean underplaying roles is harrison ford's superpower look at the fugitive look you know look at all these things air force but, one uh, yeah yeah so he's so he was the right guy right time well let me so, let me ask you guys this question then um i've seen i haven't seen any of those movies you just listed and i right? consider myself a big harrison ford <laughs> fan so i'm gonna have to go check them out i'm gonna obviously ask you to text them to me because i already forgot all, every name every one of them <laughs> But I've seen American Graffiti. I know George Lucas made that. So there had to have been a comfort level there. Um, seeing those movies and American Graffiti and then him in Star Wars, did you pick up on anything in terms of his growth or uh, in terms of his performance in Star Wars compared to those? Or maybe things he took, borrowed from those performances that he kept, things he threw away, anything like that? Well, I think his best performance before star wars was american graffiti so perhaps lucas is his good luck charm you know maybe a a similar character too kind of like this brash hot rod guy yeah he's very good in the conversation but he is sort of a dark you know sort of a bad guy in that you know but uh i can't see harrison ford playing a bad guy yeah he's 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 good in that yeah (laughs) i'm sure but i just like imagine harrison ford as a bad guy in star wars like i couldn't see it yeah, mm, he's not gosh. like Alan. He's not like Hans Gruber, bad guy, or no. You know, <laughs> he's he's this, like the sort of silent, tough guy who just sort of intimidates Gene Hackman throughout the movie. Yeah, it, like that that era of paranoid thrillers, you know, Three Days of the Condor, you know, all the presidents. But it's it's a villain in that sense. Uh, there is a a wonderful shot where they're at a uh, a convention and he's been tracking Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman seeing Harrison Ford, random Harrison Ford appearances, which is great. You know, it's all of our dreams. But he is at this spy convention and he looks at this, you know, someone showing off a, a video camera and he starts moving the video camera, security camera around the room and then zooms in on Harrison Ford, who's followed him to this convention. And he walks around a corner and there's this beautiful shot of this giant red carpet just draped with Harrison Ford, <laughs> you know, which is where Gene Hackman realizes like, oh, the guys found me, you know, it's, it's, it's some good stuff. It's some good stuff. It's always good. That's the thing. He's uh, like, we're coming at this as huge fans of Indiana Jones and Han Solo. And, and now we're, we're watching these, some, the first couple, a couple of the movies, you know, that love, he has one word in, in that movie, but I'll tell you this. He has and he has one word in uh, a, a time for killing, but his, t- his line in time for killing is fire, which is is Harrison. If you're only going to say one word, <laughs> that's a very Harrison Ford thing to say. Fire that works. Uh, it- and in love, he says hi and then punches a guy. Uh, <laughs> would anyone like to guess what actor is the very first person to get punched on screen by Harrison Ford? This is the sort of stuff we learned doing Ooh. this. This is the greatest uh, piece of trivia. This is the best. I don't know, but my favorite punch from Harrison Ford is yeah. when he punches the guys out in The Force Awakens when he's running from the Rathars. And he does oh, that yeah. like run punch is like my <laughs> yes. favorite punch he ever does. It's so it's perfect. It's the Rathar, right? Like it's yeah. that. So, well, he throws the guy in, but he punches him first. Very high. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna take a quick stab because I happen to have that up on my screen. It oh. was it Jack Lemon. <laughs> it was really <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, the joke that Jack <laughs> Lemon is so hapless, even a random person will walk up to him in a car and instead of and punch him. In that person that punches him is Harrison Ford. <laughs> I oh, I don't man. see James. I don't see. I don't know how you feel about it. But I, I never saw, especially in his his interviews around the time of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, like he, especially if it was like um, a female reporter, I feel like he was so like not intimidating, but he was like locked into their eyes. He's a way different interview then than he is now. He always seemed to have this confidence. So like James, I was just thinking like Adam was talking about how he acted with Gene Hackman. That had to yeah. have been like, all right, I can go toe to toe with Hackman. I can yeah. do this. So then when you get to like Star Wars lemon. where, yeah, you're, you're one of the top build people because no one knows who Mark Hamill is. No one knows who Carrie Fisher is. You have Alec Guinness and you have to act with him. The, the experience acting with a Gene Hackman had to have been something to ease him to go toe to toe with an Oscar winner like uh, Alec Guinness. Right, James? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and just because I, I, before we get into that, I want to mention you're talking about how he was in interviews another one of my favorite moments that i considered was there's actually a, an interview with carrie fisher and for whatever reason she's doing the interview in french she's like yeah totally fluent she speaks in french. multiple what? languages yeah, yeah. and wow. well how this interview is going on which by the way i'm not i i mean unless there's subtitles i'm not following the interview but she's like really intent harrison ford is like in the back like smoking <laughs> Like, for almost no reason whatsoever but he's like laying back and and it is he totally has this vibe that he's gonna pop in any second he doesn't but it, it feels like he's gonna come in and go what she said you know kind of thing like, and that just be it uh you guys gotta see that clip but that also was sort of like one of my up. favorite harrison ford moments because he's not oh. he's not there's no reason to be there and it's just like owning the background of oh uh, you gotta interview. send that to me that's incredible um no i was gonna say about him going toe-to-toe -to -toe is yeah i think uh i think honestly like those movies that you you guys are bringing up are just things that were perfectly set for him to get to the point that he needed to be at the times he needed to be. And the times he needed to be were Indiana Jones and star Wars. And those two movies were like, this guy is incredible. And now we're going to start putting him in him uh, putting him in more and more and more. And a question you asked a while ago, John, you were saying, does star Wars still have the legacy if it wasn't Harrison for Harrison Ford, you know, cause anybody else have played him. Um, my just, my thoughts on that were similar to say like uh, a, a Christopher Nolan movie, like, okay, he did uh, memento, you know, that's great. He did insomnia. That's great. But those movies don't get recognized enough if he didn't later go on to do the dark Knight and inception and interstellar, you know, it's I see like where you're going. the fact that Harrison Ford uh, you know, it was like in this movie at this time, did it move the box office one way or another? We can have that discussion, but I think the legacy of star Wars absolutely does depend on the fact that we had Harrison Ford who had this massive career and you could always go back and look at his earlier works and you're like star Wars, like that's another one. Like maybe people hadn't seen it, but, or, you know, didn't know what it was, but they're checking it out. Cause they like Harrison Ford. That seems kind of strange, but you know what I, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And in a smaller way, this is exactly what your guys's podcast is about. The fact that like nobody 
nobody would remember those movies that he was in <laughs> if it wasn't for Harrison Ford being in them, even right. to say one line and punch a guy. That's it. But now people are rewatching them, rediscovering them. And the legacy of those movies have now been massively increased just by Harrison's presence. And it's, yeah. it's so fun to watch him be very Harrison Ford in these movies that are completely at the exact times he's doing things like Empire Strikes Back or, or, you know, you're like, you're watching him in Frisco Kid and you're like, that is the Han Solo face. Like he is that Harrison Ford. And, you know, so you just watch for all the fun Harrison Fordisms in that. And then you get a real kick out of those. Like they become extra great performances because we're looking for all the little Ford nuances, the points and shouts and oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> points and shouts and punches, you know? Yeah. And you even misquoted a time for killing Adam because it's even more Harrison Fordy than you said, because it's not just <laughs> fire, but it's fire. Damn it. Fire. Right. So, you know, that's the full, well, a little more Harrison th Fordy. True. That, like the thing about Harrison Ford, it's like, <laughs> I think there were always after, um empire and then he does raiders and he's paired up with lawrence kazan again um i think there was a, a trepidation on his part to return for return of the jedi because he felt his character had completed his arc and i'll say this look i love return of the jedi i sure. whenever i like want to be in a good mood and watch a star wars movie that's one of the first ones i'm putting that's on the one it's you just, choose it's so good but i can sort of see how i'm not saying han's not important to the movie because he is but he's sort of not also he's sort of kind of there yeah he does the the shield stuff but i feel like it's almost like a um like sort of like a bow for han solo in that movie whereas yeah. like luke really gets vaulted there and i i feel like han, like empire was han's movie and how do you top that maybe is a better way to put that so I, I I don't know. Like I, it's like this for me. Like I, Han Solo is my favorite Star Wars character, and I love Return of the Jedi. But if I'm gonna like want to watch a Han Solo Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi is not going to be one of the top three. I don't even think so. Like even I would even maybe even put Force Awakens if I'm just focusing on Han Solo because he came back that many years later and still had like an arc again it wasn't just That's one of those amazing. hey it's billy d williams and i'm gonna do the thing and i got yeah, my cape despite breaking right. his leg right right and jj abrams broke his back trying to save him but it's like <laughs> like lacy See? you the cgi so bad huh was cgi yeah. so bad <laughs> and thank Lacey, god we didn't use the volume now uh, you know. <laughs> he's like yeah, we're using real now props and then he's like ah! <laughs> we're using real props with a real hydraulic door with an alive button that anybody could press at any time yeah. yeah, JJ didn't know that, I guess. But um, Lacey, you I know you love The Force Awakens. It's one. It's your favorite current Star Wars movie. Um, so, I mean, that's a big deal that, you know, people can say what they want about the sequel trilogy, and that's fine. Everyone has their opinion, and their opinion's right because it's theirs. But My favorite is um, people tell me TFA is too much nostalgia. Yeah, and, and that's the AKA thing. Too like, many things that they love. I'm like, uh-huh. We I don't got think that is what you think I it believe is. we know what the problem would be if that wasn't what they did. It would be yeah. not enough of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not enough I guess, nostalgia. <laughs> I guess my point is, like, Lacey, we got a different version of Han there, and it felt like it really helped fill out the character. Oh, I loved that version of Han. It was the perfect way that I would have, as a fan, brought him back. Like, kind of this smuggler who is rough around the edges again had his time with princess leia probably doing like you know top tier political things but then went back to what he was good at which was being a smuggler um 
being kind of grumpy, like that Ron Swanson type character. He's a um, little Harrison Solo. <laughs> yes, like, I would right, say that. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the real little, life coming into the movie a little bit. Funny you say that. Nice but, um, I also have a fondness, and I say this all the time. Like he really res- reminds me of my own dad. And when he came back in TFA, like it was like my dad was on screen, like all the kind of. like that kind of stuff or like Ray says something very excitedly and he's just like yeah okay like that is my father (laughs) to a T so I have like a soft spot for him in that movie Um, and I think the way they brought him back was just perfect like he had his Han Solo moments he gets to save the day he still had he gets the death that he always wanted for Han Solo on screen he always wanted to die he got that too yeah um and he he gets to be ben Ken- yes you know absolutely he gets to have that yeah. moment in the movie that sets the course of the rest of the trilogy like that's such an important role um and he did it all in a really cool leather jacket yeah we'll point out something he said back when he was coaxed to come back for return of the jedi because he wanted as you mentioned to die he wanted on solo to die he always wants his characters to die blade runner whatever but uh <laughs> he, he eventually uh they scrapped that idea and they scrapped the idea that i think return of the jedi was supposed to end with luke kind of wandering the earth like uh lost like a roaming the worlds as a jedi like kane and kung fu but um <laughs> they scrapped that too and ford eventually agreed with the idea he said lucas didn't see any future in dead han toys so <laughs> that's accurate <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> which is crazy because because in there's a clip on one of the behind the scenes reels of the force awakens and john boyg is still a very green kid and you know he's he's done well for his career now but he was like wide-eyed back then when he gets the action figure signed he yeah there's there you see harrison ford wow. signing it and harrison ford has a big smile on his face it, he wasn't like begrudgingly doing it he was like here you go kid here you go here's my action figure and stuff and i love that because it really did seem like he loved coming back for tfa uh, because like you're saying paul it did seem like it was one of those things where he was like i loved being in this but and as he says in when star wars ruled the world it was like this special that came out on tv a bunch of years ago he's like i've done star wars now i can see what i can really do and stuff like that and i feel like by that point he had already done indiana jones showed he can carry his own marquee uh it was almost like return of the jedi he not that he was above it but that he was over it he's still but at great. the same time harrison ford and han solo are one of the reasons so many people love star wars and that's oh, grown yeah. over the years yeah. obviously over the past 40 to 45 years eventually 45 we're not at 45 yet we're getting there um but when they did the tfa trailer that everybody went bananas over the very first one and the chewy we're home trailer that's the trailer everybody says is their favorite sequel trilogy trailer every time you ask someone it's oh it's the chewy yeah. we're home trailer oh, yeah where hot ha- where harrison ford's on screen um and just there's so many moments when he came back as as han solo that you're just like this is just it just feels right um, I saw online this week someone had posted a clip from the behind the scenes stuff for TFA and there's a clip of actually Harrison Ford putting the dice from Solo on the Millennium Falcon and kind of standing there and the standing yeah, there cool. shots still in TFA. I wish they left the dice shot in the mm. movie. It really bothers me that they took it out. But, yeah. yeah, they should have put it in that movie and not in Solo. And you can... <laughs> 
<laughs> you can see though, I mean, that that bridges to uh Lawrence Kasdan, who mm-hmm. uh has written Han Solo better than anybody and more than anybody. Oh uh even you know, even Solo, which Harrison Ford's not in, but you got Empire, um, which that movie's not what I know Lee Brackett, you know, did her thing, but that movie's not what it is without you can feel the DNA of Kasdan writing yeah. in that movie. Uh Return of the Jedi, of course, Force Awakens. So you got three. He did his own Han Solo trilogy, and he said that's his favorite Star Wars character. He loves writing Han Solo, but George Lucas created it, and he gave it. He he wrote the New Hope version, but the 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 tie, and then Indiana Jones, of course, raises the Lost Ark. The tie between Kazan and Harrison Ford is undeniable, and I don't think it's talked about enough. Oh yeah, that's it. Uh, the fact that Empire Strikes Back is a Han Solo movie. Han Solo is in Star Wars. <clears throat> Pardon me. And uh, that's what makes what you were talking about earlier. Uh, you know that st- whether Star Wars would be the same if someone else played Han Solo. That movie's. But Harrison Ford as Han Solo makes it the home run that makes it to Waveland. You're like well, out of the park. You know, like <laughs> like you know this. And it's a half hour into that movie before we get Han Solo. And this movie's already really good. Already the best movie we've ever seen. And here comes Han Solo and a whole, you know, heads off into another direction. Um, yeah, uh, that's Empire is Harrison Ford's coming out party. Kind of. Yeah. And it's cement that they <laughs> Can we get a whole movie of movie. this guy? How about Raiders of a Lost Ark? Thank you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. That's true. And back to back years, 80 and 81. Um I mean, oh, the '80s run is just stupid. look at Harrison Ford's '80s. Of now. Yeah, I mean, Empire, uh, Raiders, Blade Runner, Return of the Jedi, Temple of Doom, Witness, Mosquito Coast, Frantic, Working Girl, Last Crusade, Presumed Innocence. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's big time. And then he he kept it going in the '90s too. You know, uh, he didn't stop. He did the, oh, yeah. the Clancy stuff, Fugitive, and all that stuff. But. Um, Trying to, you know, I mean, I would love to talk about, you know, the the wedding scene, wedding crashing scene, and working girl, but we got to keep it Star Wars as much as possible, <laughs> or our audience is going to be sorry, like, John. For, yeah, I know. When, when, one day we'll have to just talk about that scene. I don't have to join you guys just to talk about that scene or something, but yeah, because um, yeah. I love it and it's it's quintessential Harrison Ford. But um, well, what what would you guys aside aside from um, Empire Strikes Back? Um, is it A New Hope? Is it Return of the Jedi? Is it maybe The Force Awakens? Like I think everyone would say Empire's the one for Han, but what what's the what's the second one? What's the what's the second best uh, Harrison Ford Han Solo movie? Hmm. I would say Star I Wars. think TFA. Yeah. Oof. Paul saying T- Paul saying Star Wars. I think I agree. I think Star Wars. Well, that's my favorite Star Wars movie also. Like, oh, okay. You know, of all of them. We're, we're old I'm... enough that that used, movie used to just be called Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go Empire. I think like I said before when besides I was Besides Empire James. Besides. Oh, it's he's saying second. Empire? Yeah, that's uh, top. Oh, sure. I thought you were uh, making no, a statement there. I'm still going Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Screw your rules. No, I I I'm going to miss that. But uh no, it's um it's Force Awakens then, probably. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Because that movie is, I mean, look, every every one of the original trilogy movies puts focus on other characters. Not that uh, Force Awakens doesn't with Rey and stuff, 
but there is something very special about Han in that movie. And you know, he's a key player and the way they kind of rolled out the sequel trilogy is like, this one's Hans, this one's Luke. He gets that big deal moment where he talks about like the Jedi, like yeah. all the magic and like it, they, he's going through the map. Yeah. It's perfect. It's very clear that like the original trilogy was about Han, Luke and Leia and Obi-Wan, you know, and they were all here uh, working together. And this movie is sort of the force awakens is sort of like, that's all happening. And then also Harrison Ford is in the movie and he's like that big and important in that particular film. And people mm-hmm. didn't think he would ever come back too is a big part, but Adam, you're, you're, no, the, was... you're the, you're the splitting vote, by the way. So I get to your, I know you have a point to, to give, but you, okay. you're the one who's going to decide the, uh, the tiebreaker. I just want to say before, before, <laughs> before I say again, from my generation, this was never going to happen. They they were maybe never going to make another Star Wars movie after uh, the Revenge of the Sith. Like that's th- it felt like that. It was what, 15 years or something. Uh, but the idea that the original cast would come back, that I just never even would have fantasized that. I was never going to see Harrison Ford play Han Solo again. Right, yeah. Paul? Yeah. That was just yeah. literally was- never going to happen. Don't even wish on <clears throat> Yeah, the first photo of him is just blew, like- blew your mind. In the yeah. jacket you mentioned, Lacey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he's salt so and pepper cool. and everything. He's the coolest. Oh. But the correct answer is Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why. So why? why? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to know why. A little recency bias there. I know we just saw it, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. And we had Mark Ellis on. But uh, um, Return of the Jedi. I mean, look, you could, you could, at, you could post game say that Han Solo isn't that crucial a part of it. But he's all over the movie. He's in every. He's all over that movie. He might have more scenes in that movie, or as many as he does in Empire Strikes Back. But like the goofy fun Han Solo, I like that. He'd already done. I like goofy fun too. He'd already done his time in Empire Strikes Back. He had nothing left to prove. First of all, as Han Solo, like I just did Han <laughs> Solo. The best Han Solo can be done. I'm gonna kick back. We're gonna have some fun. It's gonna be fly casual. You tell that slimy piece of worm-ridden filth. You know, instead of Greedo, now he's literally frozen in Jabba's palace. You know, it's the same behind the eight ball That's character that we love. You know, That's a good point. I or mean, the the other good line is, "Hey, it's me." Hey, when they're like, me. don't, don't make uh, you know, a, I like, a plan. The plan goes wrong. Maybe I can hotwire this thing. Wait, I got an idea. You know, throw me some charges. You know, fist fights, battles in the forest. You're like, I don't know, man. That that's way on solo. What's going on there? Out of out of all of this, I'm su- still surprised nobody Two mentioned him. The the gif of him walking out and going, like, you know, like all the oh, show up yeah. and he's like, eh, eh, yeah. like I love yeah. that gif. I use it all the time. It's the best. And uh, and, and it look was at Harrison Ford. Not running for one of my favorite Han Solo he, moments. Uh, yeah, so Han Solo in Return of the Jedi is like he's he's kind of written well in the sense where he's that person who's now comfortable in that long term relationship, and he doesn't need to prove himself anymore. Yeah. How how hard he is anymore. So he has Leia. It's like it's like you know, it's six o'clock. You know what, babe? I'm gonna throw my sweatpants on. All right, this is what's gonna happen here. We're gonna let loose a little bit and have a little fun, and and that is the Han Solo we get there. I still love it. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't disparaging Return of the Jedi. I'm just saying, like, you got a new like. If you look at the peak of it, you have a new hope. You're like, oh my god, that guy's so cool. Like Paul said, that guy's the coolest. I want to be that guy. <laughs> and then Empire, you're like, are you kidding me right now? With this performance. <laughs> and then Jedi, it, I think it goes down just a little bit, just because you can't top. Uh, what he did in Empire, it's still like right. There. It's like what, what, what's your favorite, you know, Beatles album or whatever, you know? Yeah. But 
question can i can i pose something to you guys that isn't necessarily about uh harrison ford but it, it's about the moment what do you guys think of the alternate version of the movie where uh ninam and uh nine i'm sorry and lando are on um the ground doing the ground battle and oh. it's leia and harrison or Le- oh. leia and han in the millennium falcon going into the death star and blowing it up and leading the charge of the rebellion oh, wow. Wait, was that a thing? No, never thought of it. No, 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 oh, no, it's not a thing. I, I'm, I'm saying, I was thinking, like, we're talking about. It could be deep fake uh, now, so. <laughs> yeah, it probably could. <laughs> we're talking about Harrison Ford maybe being sidelined okay. or not having a lot to do in that movie, right. and because you know he obviously did lead the battle on the ground, but I think like when you th- when I think of Return of the Jedi, I think of like the explosion of the second Death Star, and that was, seems like a piv- more big moment right. than what happened on the ground. So I was like, what if they gave that to Han Solo and he was in the Falcon and he's flying through people shooting stuff and doing the whole thing. And then on the ground, you had further development of Lando and Nine Numb being like ground troopers and, and leading that charge. We wouldn't have thought anything much of it. Um, we would have known that was his ship, but it's not a ship anymore. And it would have been it would have made sense, I thought, I would think. Yeah, but I would say kind of been there, you know, done that kind of Luke moves into the Obi-Wan role of having a lightsaber duel. And Han kind of moves away from the ship because he's been to destroy the Death Star before. So since sure. we're already having another Death Star and another Death Star battle, it'll be like, is it too familiar if we stick him in there again and Luke in there again, perhaps? He yeah. just leaves again. Yeah, he's so. like, Yahoo! Yeah, again. wouldn't it be crazy? <laughs> yeah, Alta that, Vista. That was the, the, the plan. And then they said, no, let's go ahead and flip it. Let's make this oh. more interesting. Put Lando in the Falcon and stuff. So I don't know. That would be cool. Anyway. Yeah, and, and Mark Ellis on our Return of the Jedi episode talks about what you were talking about, John. In that, you know, he he says I don't even want to hear the argument that there's that Han is less Han than he ever is. Sure, he's a little bit big bad. Bill is sweet William now. I think he referenced the old song. <laughs> in that, he does have something to fight for. He's got Leia. He didn't before, so he's not going to be like too crazy or too uh dangerous you know well yeah reckless that's the word where he could damage what the good thing he's got which took him three movies to get so there's a little bit of that going on i think that's fair he does he does say like that that moment like he he still brings him i like i I don't want to say he's not because there is that moment when she's lost and he goes i hope she's all right and it's a very serious you know line drop there so and to you know he also can't see on Tatooine. So if he's not as badass there as sometimes, <laughs> right? Right. Can't okay, see. I can see a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, was the changed line that you, Paul? Do you know the original line? It wasn't all right. I can see much better for our almost our entire lives up until even post the special edition. I feel that line got changed on the skiff. The line Ooh, is, is all right. Trust me. Which is basically a reference to Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I feel is probably why they changed it later on in special edition. Sometimes I think like George was just like so bored and sitting around that room watching every frame, and he's like, "Let's just change it just because." <laughs> hey, this is, here's something that Adam. I, I'm changing topics a little bit, except I'm staying on Return of the Jedi. But this is something when I brought it up on the show, Adam seemed to have heard about it before, and I've never heard this. So for the three of you guys. Um, have you heard of the idea that some critics said the Ewoks were an unsubtle commentary for the Vietnam War? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never heard that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. New to me. Yeah. I think that's <clears throat> dumb. 
but uh, you know, I think it's a re- I think it's a bit of a reach and a stretch. You know, you're looking for something to complain about, but uh, I had never heard that. Well, it's just there- the idea that I mean, you could you could probably name your conflict actually, where the the big bad military could not at any any war in Afghanistan would also be another analogy. You yeah. know, the, bi- the, the big bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big bad giant is just not going to be able to uh, defeat the pluckiness of the locals and, you know, their urge to be Ewoks and, to, you know. Yeah, I suppose yeah. it could be the, the British versus the American revolution, mm-hmm. the revolutionaries. I, I right. just think that's finding something in there that isn't there. I know that also there's an element like Jocks Stephanie. versus the Hawks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Um, there, there's, there's, so, there's something to it about like the the actors' chemistry too, and uh, I think Star Wars sometimes, you know, Lacey talks about this a lot that there, you know, has a recency romance problem or lack of, and uh, I think there's something that needs to be said about the just natural chemistry between Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. Obviously, they did have an off-screen romance during the first film um and uh that may have lended itself to their chemistry on that film but it certainly carried over into uh empire without question you know we've all seen empire of dreams um you know we've had jw rinsler on who uh um the late jw rinsler who wrote those incredible you know making of star wars books um which he unearthed things from these dumpsters, these photos and stuff that they were going to throw out. And he's like, I, I got to we got to use these things. And then thankfully he preserved history in that way. But I guess the point I'm getting to is I know there's other stuff out there and I like to go. I don't know if you you guys do. I like to go on YouTube sometimes if it's late at night, the kids are asleep. My wife goes to bed and I'll look up old interviews with like Harrison Ford and stuff. And like, James, you brought that one up about Carrie Fisher speaking French. And there's mm-hmm. a ton of like Harrison Ford talking about these <laughs> movies. And you can see this, this um, like he's rooting for it in the sense where he's like the, the, the person asking the question saying like this, uh, you know, Buck Rogers fantasy you're doing. He's like, yeah, but it's more to it than that. And let me tell you what, what was really going on here. And I love because usually everyone thinks of Harrison Ford the way they yeah. think of the, the the misnomer or false identity of how Alec Guinness thinks of Star Wars that he hated it, which he never did. He made a ton of money from Star Wars. Harrison Ford back then it it wasn't always that way. Like he he was like saying like no, we're telling an incredible story here, and we love what George did because he took that stuff and he made it different. And I just like that seeing old interviews of Harrison Ford talking about Star Wars uh, in defense of it. And like he, he's on our side. That's our guy going to bat for Star Wars. That stuff is so cool. I think more people need to see that stuff because I think, and you guys probably on your journey doing these podcasts and, and engaging with other Star Wars fans, uh, I think there's that false narrative that that he always uh, didn't like Star Wars and that sort of thing. And I, I think those old interviews are important for people to conjure up. Thankfully, people find them and put them on YouTube. We should uh, dig up some of those interviews and start showcasing them. on. We do the Ford Fiesta on Harrison Ford and uh, uh, we should dig some of those up instead of playing Kieran Lager beer commercials which we've done a lot of <laughs> because we did a whole slew of commercials in Japan that we adore <laughs> yeah so uh, we, we do a lot of Ford Fiesta stuff on a live stream on Mondays and then we shore it all up and give the full packaged produced show yeah it's a recording uh, session, later basically. but we don't always fill the whole time on Monday so we yeah we fill it with other stuff we found and I think I found a, a, a 
this interview you're talking about, John, he's got like a black outfit with a big white 70s collar. And yes. Kind of talking real. Yeah, that's I found <laughs> wow. that very recently. Okay, that's we got to like leaning forward. Yeah. Like, yes. I got to talk about how important fantasy is for uh, kids. And he know. talked yeah. very, I don't know if he was like stoned, but he would talk very yes. calmly and slowly, <laughs> but assertively. Yes. Um, and it's wildly different from the gravelly voice, uh, off sometimes you know, goofy uh, Harrison Ford appearing on late night shows now dressed as a hot dog. But you know, it's <laughs> it's it, 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 it see, and and that's a testament to how long he's been around. Like the guy's eighty, uh, yeah, and right. he's about to make another Indiana Jones movie. Well, he did, incredible. and it's coming out. It's just incredible. There's different eras of this person, and I think mm-hmm. Star Wars was smart to uh, take Han Solo on that journey too where we saw his character change throughout those movies. Like, you know, we talk, we love Solo. James is wearing the shirt. Oh, yeah. Makes a little too happen. No question. I considered Alden... it, but I thought it was someone else is going to wear it. So I, I'm glad. Well, and that's, uh, that's Alden's thing, you know, but I think we get to a new hope where it's that Han Solo that really doesn't trust anybody. And he doesn't, he only Chewie's. That's the only person he trusts. And Leia and Luke uh, bring him back to the Han we met in Solo, who trust people I mean, he trusted beckett and he trusted kira and he trusted lando and stuff they brought him back to who he was and then we see that version of him in empire where he falls in love with these people and he cares about them and then we see how that ends up in return of the jedi but then years later force awakens sometimes people go through things in life that beat them up and in his instance it was losing his son and they yeah. they, they could have like i said done the whole victory lap thing like uh, Mark Hamill posted, which I didn't love. He posted the missed opportunities, but they're all in the cockpit doing the thing I agree over with again. Mark on that, though. Like, I really I wish understand. we got to see all three of them together <laughs> at least once. But I like that, like, when you watch TFA years from now, like, mm-hmm. the, the fan service and nostalgia element of it won't be as important. And you'll be able to see, like, I'm seeing Han Solo then. And that matters. And I think mm-hmm. that's such a cool thing. And the fact that he came and played ball, broke his leg, came back, finished it is is a huge deal for star wars and, and a big win for star wars regardless of how you feel about the sequels mm-hmm. if people don't love them i get that there are people who don't i think tfa most people enjoyed harrison ford mm-hmm. brought it without question you know uh, a real quick thing and not to to jump off that but if jump off something that you said a few minutes ago john that i'd never considered that i am like whoa right now mm-hmm. is that Alden is not doing han from a new hope and empire strikes back he's doing han from return of the jedi Oh, yeah. And it's and the thing that triggered me on saying that was that he was jaded at first and then he had his thing to fight for and he's now part of the team and he's he's trusting and he's with these people and they're on his side and all that. And I I started I just went down a quick rabbit hole in my mind. I was like, oh, my gosh, wow, that Han Solo from the movie Solo does feel a lot more like the return of the Jedi Han than he would when I think people make the comparison of like when they think of Han they think of a new hope and Empire Strikes Back and that's Kaz- that's Kasdan nailing Kasdan yeah 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 because like Kasdan only hey, half wrote me Empire is definitely yeah that's Kasdan. yeah right and and, and what that's I said earlier like I'm going like this you know what I mean it's like I can almost see Alden going like yeah you know that's You're right me. never thought well, of he this. goes I we have a pilot like yeah yeah, <laughs> you're totally. right. He's doing so, Return of the Jedi Han Solo. That's a yeah, that is a great, great insight. So before, mm. obviously, we're we're getting up over an hour here, but I was curious since we kind of 
have been diving into the world of Indiana Jones because it falls under kind of the Lucasfilm umbrella. What are your guys' thoughts on the trailer that just came out? Wow. It looks incredible. I mean, <laughs> uh, you guys are like, silence. Wow. That's the most they've talked. <laughs> you, guys, I mean, you guys are obsessively studying Harrison Ford for a year, and this just came out after we just watched Raiders of the Lost Ark and then Temple of Doom in real time following his career and this crazy run he went on, and then this drops. It's <laughs> insane. It's a, it's the entire trailer is. Chewy, we're home. 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 All right. So here's something I hope to get out of the Ford Fiesta. Full disclosure: I'm not a Crystal Skull fan. I thought it was that's fine. We're gonna make him one. Right. But I don't think John likes it. Right, John? You don't like that movie. I do. It's my least favorite. But like with like like with Attack of the Clones, I love I love them all in their own way. Right. Paul, you want a fun fact? The first Indiana Jones I saw, Crystal Skull. That's amazing. You made him look at his face. Look at his face. It can only get better. It's all up from there. How Our audio listeners, he, he did one of those world. like he ate a lemon. Yeah. So and, and I watched one them. Fun fact, Ready? Yeah, I watched them not. four, one, three. I haven't watched two. She hasn't watched oh. two. She hasn't watched Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. You're in for a treat. Wow. Okay, Paul's so- dying inside. <laughs> I just Listen, like I feel like I just lost Paul as a friend. He was just no, like I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I, you have Temple of Doom to look forward to in your life. There's a reason to live. Okay. So, uh, the, Temple of Doom is interesting because rewatching it, I'm like, wow, you know, this movie's kind of stuck in the '80s. There's this screaming Willie Scott. There's goofy stuff. There's like wacky sight Kathleen gags. Kennedy as a showgirl. Yes, but is she through it that? all, through it all, Harrison Ford. She's I'm one of watching. the dancers. Yeah. Now I'm wow. watching Harrison Ford, though. And yeah. all that wacky stuff is kind of going on around him. He's not wacky. He's not weird. He's not True. stuck in the 80s. He's Indiana Jones. <laughs> so what I'm hoping is, through following his career, continuing on from where we are now, which is, I think we just recorded Witness. We're going to do Mosquito Coast on Monday. To Crystal Skull, maybe I'll appreciate it more because I'm just watching him. Right. You know, I know that Mutt's going to be annoying. I know that Mac is going to be a pointless character. <laughs> I know there's going to be like b- bad stuff, and John Hurt's going to be like Jar Jar Binks running around. Uh, and but I think in the middle of it all, hey, Harrison Ford is going to be badass, and I'm thinking I'm going to appreciate that more. And that's what I'm hoping for. Now, that you being know what's said, funny though, really quick, yeah. when I saw Crystal Skull the first time, again, first Indiana Jones movie I've ever seen. So I, I went in it being like, everybody loves Indiana Jones. Can't wait to see what this is all about. <laughs> I go into the movie in that opening scene with the fridge and he, you know, flies away in the fridge and then lands and gets out. And I went, I remember my mom was sitting next to me and I turned to her and I was like, this is the guy that everybody's, everybody's crazy. About. <laughs> you you saw it in the theater then? Like you've yes. not seen the other ones, but you went to, okay, with everyone. Yes. Okay, gotcha. I mean, he also did fly out of an airplane on a raft and somehow landed it onto uh She didn't know I'm that. saying as my yeah, first doesn't experience know that. though. And no, I, I know. I started yeah. doing this podcast with John and James, and John was like, Lacey, you need to go watch them. So one day I went <laughs> and watched the first one. I should have said which one, I guess. What the? F- <laughs> I watched the first one. No, no, no. Yeah. You, oh, on your yeah, suggestion, I... she went and watched Raiders. Yeah. Oh, right. yes. 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 The, the, the Shia LaBeouf <laughs> gets monkeys. To help him fight the communists. But I love Shia. <laughs> okay, not anymore. I oh, used wow. to love Shia. Uh, I was a big Even Stevens fan. So I, I was actually there to see Shia over. <laughs> Sweet. 
Oh, he's mother. a treasure. And then I remember watching the movie, being like, "Hey, that's New Haven. That's like forty-five minutes from me. Cool." I think they did my favorite. There. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite Shia LaBeouf is probably Peyton Rudder Falcon. Anybody see that? <laughs> I love yeah. that we're I talking. Mean, like, what's our favorite yeah. Shia LaBeouf? The LaBeouf yeah. assassin, <laughs> like, yeah. the Shia LaBeouf yeah. siesta. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. It, so, Indy, <laughs> Indy, Indy Five, um, Dial of Destiny. I know. Oh, wait, like can I rep my thought first before you? Go oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut. The to last thing off. I was gonna say was just I need this to be Star Trek Six. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> how do I? I don't know how to follow that. But... Like five people just went, "Yes, Paul." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, right, let me maybe... guess, Lacey. You haven't seen Star Trek Five. Okay. The only Star Trek I've seen <laughs> is the scene where the people put those slugs in the helmet, and then they put the helmets on, and they crawl into their in ears. ears. You, you haven't seen the new Star Treks either, like the Chris. Oh, Pine I saw Star the new Treks? one and the new one. All three the of the one. new ones. No, just the just first. Just Star Trek Two Thousand. Just the one with uh, Chris Hemsworth in it, where he's like, "Tell my son I love him." <laughs> that one. That one's good. The Chris Pine verse, I, I believe was, they call it. That was good. Um, well, Indy 5 first, Indiana Jones without Steven Spielberg. So I was a little, I had trepidation about that because I think there's a certain look to uh, Spielberg movies in general and Spielberg Indiana Jones movies. But man, some of the stills that we looked at, the HD stills they put out, not so much, the trailer is like, like a whirlwind it's going to be a really action-packed movie but some of the stills i'm like man they nailed the lighting the shadows mm-hmm. that he uses the silhouettes and stuff like mangold uh i'm not saying he's like not trying to be james mangold here but he's honoring without question um the the continuity of the like look and feel and stuff so i am excited about it but as you you guys as as you know purists so to speak or whatever like were, did you have the same type of trepidation or were you like mangold's a great director oh. let's go uh, Spielberg's past his prime. Like, where were you guys at with that? He's I not mean, just like... Mangold. What is he, Paul? Mangold. <laughs> he's Mangold, baby. He he's Man <laughs> Platinum. <laughs> Look, I mean, uh, three ten to Yuma, Logan, the Wolverine, oh, Ford yes. versus Ferrari, good. Copland. I mean, the guy's just a treasure chest of of uh, smart movies. So I hope he brings. What's he going to do? Make a dumb one of these? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> And the thing is, I don't think Crystal Skull looked like the previous three either. And that's because they don't have Douglas Slocum. The guy died at like 103 years old. He lived as long as he could, but he can no longer make shoot Indiana Jones movies. Uh, but that guy had a great look when he shot Raiders Temple of Doom. And I think he shot Last Crusade as well. He shoots so, with no light meter, right? That's true. I always bring that up. It's crazy. Never used the light like, meter. Yeah, that looks good. And then it does, you know. <laughs> so uh, then crystal skull i don't think would look quite like the others so this won't look quite like the others but i just hope it's still a good look whatever it is yeah it looks like it looks like a spielberg movie it looks like tintin yeah what do you guys you think know? of the ilm uh <laughs> looks like war de-aging of harrison ford oh well i'm curious to know the context that's all i need you know um is it a flashback? Is it time travel? I mean, I don't know what it is. But the context uh, is James Mangold watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull like we did. And when they referenced the fact that Harrison, what we had missed in the intervening movies was Harrison Ford fighting in World War II. And uh, James Mangold was like, oh, if I ever get my chance, I'm going to show him. <laughs> I'm going to show uh, Indiana Jones in World War II fighting Nazis again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's oh, going to come yeah. down to the technology and the irishman it bothered the hell out of me and uh me too into the galaxy volume two and tron legacy it did not so i don't know yeah it's gonna come down to and if again if i'm really caring about the story 
I won't notice. Yeah, that is interesting, though. I hadn't considered that. You said time travel, and I'm like, well, that's not going to be it. And then I'm like, well, you know, you start thinking about it. Dial, like sundial, time, destiny, the future. Like, I don't know. Would Indiana Jones go that far? I mean, when they did Aliens, people were like, nope, not feeling that. That still fits into the Wee House, but people just totally fits in. Do you think that they're going to that people would have a bad reaction if the ultimate plot of this is time travel or, there were or something. ghosts flying right. around in the no, first one. I Spaceships, get that. I get not that. ghosts and voodoo. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, James. <laughs> Shut up. No. Uh, no, Supernatural has been a part of this whole thing and it will be again. And yeah, it that's shouldn't cool. be weird. If you think it's weird, you're not paying attention to the previous movie. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it's true. He healed his father with the grail. Right. Uh, so it's going to go nuts in some way. And that's yeah. why I'm so exciting. It's, to, to clarify that, I had I was one that was like, I like the aliens and the knowledge and <laughs> Love stuff. It. That I'm fine with Love those it. with that storyline. I just know the general public were like, seriously, aliens, and I'm like, I think you put too much pressure on the legacy of the first three movies and where we are now. And I could see time travel being another one of those things. Like, haven't we done time travel enough? You know, when this it, movie it, comes out, and I hope that's not the case. I hope it's it, done well. If that is the story. And to correct anybody who's weirded out by aliens in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, correction, aliens in an Incan temple, you know, (laughs) with a bunch of traps and, you know, a bunch of cool, clever mechanisms and all this stuff that Indiana Jones is going to. It was basically alien home alone. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't get in a fist fight with an alien. That would have been dumb. But the question begs the question, like, there probably are aliens and but I don't know that a piece of uh, ancient gold uh, from Earth is going to melt my face off. So it's like people who are like, the aliens are so unrealistic for Indiana Jones. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it it's might be the most realistic thing you know? possible. <laughs> OK, yeah. but everyone's talking about time travel, but nobody's mentioned. Is he fighting on top of Doc Brown's train from Back <laughs> to the Future 3? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if there's time travel, bring absolutely. it together. <laughs> Jules and Vern pop out. How cool is that to see Indiana Jones on the top of a train? Oh, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Much like seeing Han Solo in Solo, a Star Wars story, do a train heist. I was like, oh my God, Han Solo does a train heist. Yeah, I saw it immediately. I was like, all right, he's on top of the train, much like Solo. This is great. Not that they're referencing Solo, like, hey, this new Indiana Jones movie. Did you see Solo? But that's the crazy thing. I mean, we have segments on the show that we do before we talk about that episode's movie. And they're Harrison Ford news, this date in Ford history. And uh, the Harrison, there's, there's so much Harrison Ford news. And you talk about he's 80. There's a lot going on with this guy, you know, even though he's he's 80. So we've been tracking every time something new comes out about this film. You know, Mads Mikkelsen said oh. <clears throat> that Harrison Ford at 78 years old was a beast in the gym. You know, it's like <laughs> he has to be. I mean, I always heard him say things like, you know, I'm just an act, you know, old guy who has to get into shape to do a movie, you know, and uh yeah, and still he's got this 1923 show coming out um, on right. Yeah, uh, the pre the Yellowstone, Yellowstone. yeah, yeah spinoff. Yeah, and then he's got sh- Shrinking coming to Apple TV next yeah. month. It's a with, comedy uh, with Jason Segel. Jason Segel. guy's amazing. He just keeps he, he as long as he can still throw that punch and hit the jaw of a Nazi. I think we're gonna be all right. Oh, and how great with the sound effects in the trailer. You know, it's yes. you know, it's all they're all there. The him old riding the horse through New York oh, City. My God, yeah. that's Indiana no, Jones that's the... on a horse in the subway. Yeah. Get out of town. Playing Play chicken with, with a train. Yeah, huh. I uh, 
I play a game with myself just as a fun little science thing. I'm not writing it down, but it's fun to you know, mess with it. It's whenever you're in a group, uh, uh, a party or something like that, it's fun to, to walk up to people and say, I'm going to say the name of an actor and I want you to tell me the first role that you think of between, you know, like when I say his name, who do you think of what character comes to mind and you say Harrison Ford. It's the one I always go to. And I, it's very interesting to see who says like, Indiana Angry Jones and who says Han Solo. Um, <laughs> okay. And what can you and, tell about them as a person when they say one or the other? Well, the, the more intriguing thing, it's fun to go, okay, you go this and you ask them why, and they just kind of tell you a little bit about it. And you get a little bit of the backstory of like, maybe why they connect more with that character or that franchise over the other. But the more interesting thing I think is that there is a very strong third answer that is kind of uh, random. What do you guys think it is? Lieutenant Colonel Mike Barnsby? <laughs> from Any other guess? Uh, well, I mean, to make a... To, I mean, if I had my way, it'd be Richard Kimball or Jack Ryan. It but. is uh, the president from Air Force One. Uh, yeah. I knew you were going to say that. I think you've said this before. I probably have said this before because I've been doing this for a yeah. long time. But the uh, <laughs> the third most common answer is the president. And I'm always surprised when people say it. I'm always like, you're the one. You're the one. that." And it always starts with somebody going, ah, this is going to sound weird, but this is the Get first one that I thought of. Yeah. I saw that before I saw Indiana Jones. Wow. Let, let the silence sit there. Let it sit, <laughs> yeah. let it sit a little longer. I think uh, I saw that in the theaters. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I don't know. What the, one last thing I want to ask you guys, because um, I still I, I still have to check out though the episodes you did on the original trilogy without question. But um, is there anything you guys learned uh, when diving into the original trilogy that you, you just didn't know at all before that blew your mind? I mean, you said a few things already, but is there anything that you're like, man, when we when we found this out, I couldn't believe it or anything like like that? Hmm. Well, like we just did the Witness uh, movie. And I think was that the one that they passed on to make uh, Fox passed on it? They don't make rural films. Fox, look at the money that they had. You did Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Trust in Harrison Ford. And then, of course, he gets Ford, the first nomination and makes $150 right. million dollars off of $12 million, You know, so uh, it's just the stupid decisions time and time again by the people who were running Universal and Fox and everything. I mean, if it weren't for uh, what, Alan Ladd Jr., right? There's none of this happened. Yeah, It's absolutely. not the studio. It's the one guy who was smart. And so that's chance. the thing that continually bewilders me. And I... And even though we're he's a huge star, I'm sure we're going to see it again. Someone's going to be like, "Should we make this, uh, you know, movie with Roman Polanski? Should we make this uh, Scott Turow book? I mean, it's, no one reads. You know, I don't know. The dumbest ideas continually surprise me. Uh, I, but what's mm -hmm. interesting is, you know, as we're going through each of these movies, so I, I can't say just one thing, but there's always these interesting stories because there's no other reason to watch. Uh, um, uh, a time for killing you know you're not going to go watch a time for killing but we got into the behind the scenes story of it and it turned out there was like some guy privately financed this thing like the most expensive movie of the year it was this huge bomb but like this guy like you know bankrupted himself to like bring this vision of this western and what the only reason we're watching is because harrison ford says fire 
damn it, fire in the movie. And then we have to watch the rest of the movie for our Harrison Ford podcast, even though he's not the rest of that movie. Oh, you know? God. It's, it's two more hours of George Hamilton. <laughs> right. Oh, no. I like that he was credited as Harrison J. Ford in those movies. Right. Yeah. Quick story you know on that. My yeah. first trip to uh, L.A., like right when I moved here, I'm like, where's Harrison Ford star? And I found it in front of Musso and Frank. So I was like, yeah, I took pictures and everything. Nope. Uh, silent film star with the same name. So that's right. why he did Harrison J. Ford. Later, that good news for me, though, because later Harrison Ford got his star. Of course, he's in a much more prominent place right in front of Hollywood and Highland. And I got to go down and see him talk and see Spielberg talk and see the whole ceremony. So thankfully, he hadn't gotten his star yet. Why wow. did he change from Harrison? Because like, obviously he chose Harrison J. Ford because he couldn't get the other one. So then what prompted him to go back? Uh, I've seen this with myself. I'm Paul Andrew Preston in Equity, but I got to switch it, I think, because uh, he got to switch it when the other guy stopped acting, pretty much. Oh, okay. Because oh, right. there's going to be one union member. Well, that's like um, Michael so. Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas. Right. Right. It was taken. He could have been. He could have been Michael J. Douglas if he wanted to. Well, yeah. Emma Stone uh, is Emily yeah. Stone, but she had to be Emma. Yeah. Uh, Albert Brooks is Albert Einstein, and I'm surprised uh, Einstein had enough of an acting career that Albert Brooks had to change his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're getting close to up against time, so I want to make sure that everyone knows where to go and where to find the movie guys. Of course, you said the movieguys.net, right? Yeah, and, and literally everywhere. I mean, even on YouTube, we put it up, we put the audio version up on YouTube just with like a graphic that plays the whole time. But if you're not a podcaster type, it's easy to go to YouTube, click on it and listen to the show. We've got everything from Dead Heat and America Round up there now up through Return of the Jedi, Temple of Doom and Witness are waiting in the wings. And we have been doing a punch count as well. So, oh, nice. Since you've given me fun facts and then Adam and I insist all our all our facts be fun. All our facts be fun. But but we've gotten to live through the most punches, and then he beats that record, and then the most shouts, and then he beats that record. So it's gotten very exciting for us to you know follow. Any points? Things. Any point counts? Uh, we count per movie, but we haven't kept a running total. Okay. We kept the running total of the punches, and up through uh, up through Return of the Jedi, it was twenty seven, and then Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom has thirty nine alone. <laughs> so now we have points. <laughs> And this is just punches, him punches. punching too, oh. not movie punches. This is just him punching. So short round punches people, other people punch people, but uh, him it punching people. Three so he's punched sixty six people on screen, <laughs> up through uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and his first, of course, being Jack From Lemon. Jack Lemon through Mulder. That was one of my favorite details in the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> is when uh, Kylo Ren does the point. Uh, to Hux or whoever it was. It wasn't Hux, it was some other. Or maybe it was Hux. true. He got that from he, his dad. He does the point. Yeah, I love that. And, and the Alden no look shoot. did it too, right? He said, yes. I'm a great pilot. Yeah. Like he did that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Subtlety. Ron Howard, like, knew to, like, do it the right way. But, um, that yeah, that's great. I did I did the one of yours I definitely listened to because I had done an episode on uh, Raids of the Lost Ark and then I listened to yours with, I think that was one with Dan Merle you had on. And oh, I, yeah. Good show. I love Dan and, and hearing you three uh, talk about it was great. So I definitely recommend everyone check out the Ford Fiesta if you're a Harrison Ford fan, uh, especially Star Wars, indie, all that stuff. So um, check these Can guys I, out for sure. Can I just plug the other guests too? If you check out our Star Wars episode, we have guest Ken Knapsack. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you watch the uh, or listen to the Empire Strikes episode, uh, Empire Strikes Back episode, we have Chance Ellison on as well. So old movie showdown friends and and Return of the Jedi is Star Mark Wars Ellis. And, so and if Mark you Ellis. don't have me on for Force Awakens, I will never speak to you again. 
<laughs> You're on. <laughs> <laughs> Write that so down. So it is written down. <laughs> That's one way to get on a show for sure. Um, all right, but uh, uh, and then to reach you guys, like social media and stuff, where can people uh, find you guys? At the movie guys everywhere, and I'm personally at P Preston LA, and that's pretty much everywhere as well. Twitter and Instagram and the whole deal. Yeah, cool. I'm Adam underscore Wit. All right, at Twitter. Um, yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, you all Thanks out for having there us. Can- yeah, it's it's been a blast uh, as always. Yeah, so look forward to hanging again. out again with you soon. Um, uh, to everyone out there listening to us, uh, like Lacey said before, make sure you're subscribed to our show and and our new YouTube channel. Uh, we had to start fresh, so we need your support. Oh, YouTube.com/slash really? at the Resistance Broadcast. Check us out there, and of course, all your favorite podcast feeds. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and uh, my movie podcast, just like the movies. Uh, recently did an episode on Batman Returns. Uh, <laughs> Christmas movie didn't age as well for me, but right. um, I remember. I, I, I very much. I I lived through you, John, when you came to the realization. Oh, this isn't very. Oh, good, that's right. Is you it? wrote, yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. And I remember. Oh, like, I remember that day, and I'm like, oh, it's not very good, is it? <laughs> and it, I just yeah. had been blinded for a decade of like, oh, exactly. I love it. Tim Burton and Batman. And like, I had oh, my no, glass shattering good. moment. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but at I least we have that. the other two to make it feel better. Yeah. I belong to the Motion Picture Academy, so I went to the museum out here. Well, I belong to the Academy. I'm a member of the museum. But I went down there to see what was doing. You know, every once in a while, they swap things up. They've got a big display for Batman Returns there in the special Ooh. effects area. They've got a, a whole miniature of the Cobblepot Mansion. And they've got oh, a whole video wow. of behind the scenes. Of what I was like, And I, I thought, like you, I thought, this movie? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys they have the McDonald's All cups and movies uh, that I you did. can choose from. Right, exactly. Batman Returns? Jurassic Park? Man. No. Okay. <laughs> Batman Returns. Okay, it's fine. Batman Returns. Well, at least it yeah. wasn't Batman and Robin, I guess. But uh Oh, um, oh, you mean you mean the original Batman is coming back? No, Batman Returns. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lacey, where can people uh hit you up? I like Batman Returns. <laughs> I do. Oh, I like it. Just, it's yeah. just not good, and I didn't realize for years. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. I agree. With uh, <laughs> people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillern and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillern. Talking about how much I love Batman Returns. Apparently, yeah. Um, no, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram both at Myra Trunks. All right. We will be back with you all live Thursday night talking about all the latest Star Wars news and, of course, thereafter on your podcast feeds. But we hope everyone's having a great week. We hope you're uh, enjoying the end of 2022, and we hope everyone is uh, being safe as we approach the holidays. Uh, Paul and Adam, thank you guys again so much for hanging out with us. It, yeah, you know, thank you. It, an hour and 25 goes by really quick when you're with good people talking about things that we love that are very nerdy. So thank right? you guys so much. Um, but, like a beer. Uh, Kieran Lager beer to you. <laughs> yes, I, now I got to get some of those beers too. Uh, but thanks everybody for listening and watching. And until next time, uh, here on the Resistance broadcast, we'll see you around, kids. Bye.